I'm super high energy, super type A. I don't say no to much. And it was a big wake up call for me to really slow down and just try to cherish being pregnant. Like this is a really special time and it goes by so quick. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human being behind Big Kid Problems, Sarah Merrill. Now, I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about entering the adult world, and as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have Big Kid Problems. So each week, we will take a funny yet informative look at a specific Big Kid Problem, break it down with our roundtable panel, then have on an expert to help us solve our problem of the week. From love and relationships, career, money, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Big Kid Problems podcast. The title of this episode is called My Friends Are Getting Pregnant on Purpose. And I have to say, this is a new big kid problem for me. Not that your friends getting pregnant is a problem by any means, but holy shit, there is just something about the same friends you used to black out with on the weekends, like starting to settle down, that really puts your own life into perspective. I mean, it seems like just yesterday we were drinking bottomless mimosas at 10 a.m. and now like my same friends are picking out nursery color schemes. Like life happens fast, man crazy. (laughs) Now, if you're thinking this episode isn't for me, or maybe my friends aren't pregnant yet, or I'm a dude and this doesn't even apply to me, wait just a goddamn minute, okay? Because we're going to be talking about all kinds of things related to pregnancy and fertility. And if you know someone who's pregnant, or maybe you want to be pregnant someday, or maybe you want to get somebody pregnant someday, let me tell you, uh, this episode will be eye-opening. So first, I'm going to kick things off with one of my best friends who happens to be eight months pregnant, Ashley workus McTee. You may know her as one half of the Workus Twins duo, her identity twin sister Lauren was just on the show last week. Um, Or you may know her from Summer House on Bravo TV. She was the one throwing watermelons on the last season, and now she's growing a little watermelon of her own. Aww, (laughs) coming full circle. Now, we get into it, and we talk about all about the life changes when you get pregnant. And I mean, like, when I say we get into it, we get into it. We we talk about all the weird things that nobody prepares you for in pregnancy, how it changes your relationship, and what it's like being the only one getting pregnant when your friends aren't there yet. See, there's there's a flip side to every story. And as a female, I have to say, like, this was really, really interesting for me. I'm I'm somebody who, you know, wants to get pregnant eventually. And um, I'm always just very curious about like what that's like. So talking to a close friend who's going through it um, and really getting like some honest uh, answers from Ash. Ashley was awesome in this episode and was just super candid. And it was it was really, really interesting for me. And I, I think you guys will like it too. After Ashley on, we have a our expert of the week, Andrea Sirtash, who is the founder and editor-in-chief of Pregnant-ish. She's going to talk to us all about fertility. Um, so if you're not ready to get pregnant yet, or maybe you're single but want to have a baby, or if you're in a relationship and thinking about having a baby at some point, um, we're going to talk about what all your options are and how those change over time. So regardless if you are in your 20s, 30s, or 40s, this episode has a ton of information for you. And I honestly learned a lot. So I hope you will too. And um, without further ado, we're going to get into it. So get comfy and we will be right back with Preggers McGee, aka our gorgeous mama to be Ashley. So stay tuned. All right. Welcome back. We are joined now with Ashley Workus mcatee did I get all those names <laughs> oh, yeah, right? A little complicated. <laughs> I know. And usually, I mean, usually we have a round table right now with two, but we kind of have two right now. You were you got you got expecting. There's a boy in here. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely two. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on for our episode today. It's uh when our when your friends are getting pregnant on purpose. 
which is you right you now. Definitely was me. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> which I kind of had to keep a little secret from my twin sister because I don't think she was ready for me to be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it came out, I feel like I was shocked. Yes. But we kind of knew you were trying. Yeah, I mean, I've been married. I had been married almost two and a half years by the time we got pregnant. So actually almost three at that point. So it only made sense, right? It's like kind of like next step. We own a home. We own a business. What, what do you do next? You have babies. But now it's like I'm eight months pregnant and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am not ready for this. This is really actually scary. And this journey has been something that's, I think you can hear about it till you're blue in the face, but until you're in it, until it's you, you know, personally going through it, you don't really know what it's going to be like. And it has definitely been a wake-up call on so many levels about so many different things. I can't wait to talk to you about uh, more. I know. That's why I'm excited to have you on because, like, we are close friends. I feel like I can ask you, like, the real shit. We can, like, get into oh, it. let's do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. I feel like we have to we have to explain the story of, like, how you even told us yeah, you were pregnant because it's so funny. This is the best. So, okay. So, I went to Italy with my husband on a vacation. And I'll get back into the story of, you know, we obviously were trying. And I get home, and we obviously have Sarah's 30th birthday. She's never been to Vegas, you guys. Come yeah. On. This like, is my, yeah. We, we, we had to pop the Vegas cherry for Sarah. So, of course, I'm not going to miss that. I, I'm a zero to 60 type party girl. Like, I either don't drink at all, or when I drink, <laughs> I'm really, really fun. So, I come back from my trip, and obviously, you have to wait a month till you find out if you're pregnant or not, your next period. And I take a test a week before Vegas, and I'm pregnant, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pull this off? A, you can't tell anyone you're pregnant. You're really early on. It's still very risky. It's early. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not missing Vegas because at this point, you're kind of, you don't really feel any different, right? You're just like, I'm pregnant, but hold on. I, you know, I still feel like myself. I, the changes hadn't started occurring yet and it didn't really hit me. And I'm like, I have to still go to Vegas, but how am I going to do this? But Within the first four weeks, the reason I kind of knew I was pregnant was my boobs were hurting extremely bad, <laughs> which is a very common thing when you're pregnant with the hormones. But I already have big boobs. I'm a big, I'm definitely a curvier, big chested person. I, I, I wear a large cup size and my boobs were spilling out of my bra. And I was like, how am I going to even wear anything? And I'm bloated. So immediately bloated. I'm like, how am I going to go to Vegas? Everyone's going to be wearing these little skinny dresses and I look not that I'm obviously pregnant, but I just don't look myself. So you did not look pregnant, by the way. But, but it was the boobs were very obvious. So uh, the whole weekend, I call my sister Lauren before, and I'm like, Lauren, you're gonna have to drink my drinks for me. We're gonna have to fake this. I'm gonna pretend like I'm drinking. I'm gonna order drinks. I'm gonna pass you a drink. I know this is like, you know, obviously I'm sure some women have had to do this too. It's pretty funny. So the first night, Friday night, we go to Calvin Harris. We're like, like partying. We were ripping it. And I pulled it off. I was so proud of myself. I pulled it off, right, Sarah? Yeah, no one knew. No, nobody knew. I, I was like thinking that you were trying to. Yeah. So I was like eyeing you. And then yeah. like I stopped eyeing you because I was like, there's no way. Yeah, it's perfect in a dark club though. You could just pour yourself a little club soda and, you know, but... Um, I might have had a sip or two, not going to lie. When we toasted champagne, I definitely had a sip. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I could not take a sip when we're toasting. It's very obvious. So Lauren pulls it off. She starts drinking all my drinks. Lauren definitely took, got a little drunk L for me. Lauren was drinking for two. <laughs> definitely she was. So pull it off Friday night, Saturday day. We go to the chain smokers. We're like having a great time. And I think... In the afternoon, people probably started to notice a little bit because I wasn't on their level. Like, you know, you can only fake drunk so much, right? That's the thing that was like, we were all wasted. We wasted. So I did not, <laughs> did, did not notice. notice. Yeah. So that night I get ready to go out again. Now we're going out. At this point, you guys, I am very tired. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's hard when you don't have the alcohol to help you kind of keep going. So I decide, I walk into the other girl's room and Lindsay, Lindsay Hubbard, Hubbard, yeah. She, she looked at me and she... I was wearing a pink top and my boobs were definitely like larger than normal. She could tell. And she was like, oh my God, you're pregnant. And I think she put two and two together that I wasn't wasn't hung over at that point. Because you guys all had day hangovers from the day partying. Yeah. And she and it was like, I can't lie. I just, so then I had to tell everyone, but it got me out. I, I have to say, I felt relief, but... I did miss out on a really fun night that night. You guys all went out and I like was in bed by like two, which I was know. It was so fun though. Cause we were, it was like all of our best girlfriends together, like on a trip. And you, when you spilled the beans it, and we were all shocked. shocked. They were so shocked, fun. but I was so happy that we spilled the beans that day because then I got to tell you guys all in person. Cause then I would have to have to wait another, you know, eight weeks and I wouldn't have told you in person. It was perfect. So yeah. it worked out. Yeah. All of us have kind of moved around. So it was great that we could like 
you could get our reactions in person. Yes. Okay. So we're going to jump into, I mean, you find out you're pregnant and you, you guys, I mean, you met your husband in in college. You guys have been married for three years. So were you trying, you were trying at this point. Yes. Okay. So after being married for two years, we, we've been together for now almost 13 years. So we've been together like, you know, many years and we decided, okay, the next step in our life is a family. And, you know, I've heard there's, there's so many different ways, you know, and there's so many different struggles when it comes to getting pregnant. You really don't know what how your body's going to react. You know, everyone says it could be easy. You get off the pill. It's going to be hard. It's not. I had no idea. But all I knew is I'd been on the pill since I was 15 years old. Like many other women, I got on to regulate hormonal acne. Mm-hmm. And, at, and then I never got off. I was with my husband for 10 plus years and I just never got off the pill. And finally... Wait, you got on it at what age? Like 15. 15. Okay, so that's a well, long I time. didn't. I was very late to get my period, which Lauren and I both were. And I got on for hormonal acne and to regulate getting my period. Yeah. So I'd been on it for how many years? Like, it's kind of scary how many years. Like 13, 14 years. Right. So I decided that at, at some point, I need to just get off the pill. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to get pregnant, but I need to get off the pill. So I got off the pill almost a year prior. So uh, summer of 17 got off the pill end of summer of 17 and I got pregnant the following year in 18. But basically from getting off the pill, I noticed a huge change in who I was as a person. It was, I felt like for three full months, I didn't even know who I was. I've never been a depressed person. I've always been super happy, super outgoing, super like bubbly. And I was not myself at all. So I had, I mean, think about that. I was putting something in my body every day for how many years, 14 years. Regulating your hormones. Regulating my hormones. Yeah. And then I just cold turkeyed all of a sudden stopped taking it. Um, and I really struggled. My periods were extremely heavy. I started losing hair and I have to say like, I'm curvy, but I have, I, although I, I, one of the best assets about me is I have good hair Yeah, and I lost chunks and chunks of hair. I had to put extensions in for my 30th birthday because I was so embarrassed. And it was just, I guess, the huge dramatic change in hormones. And obviously I was also opening a business. So you add all this together and I was not myself. But at that point I was like, I'm not going to not regulate with my husband. We weren't going to use any other form of, you know, control. control. So we decided that we would just see what happens. Like if, you know, and so, but then of course you put that thought in your head and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I kind of want to be pregnant. So I kind of secretly didn't really tell anyone. Lauren probably will be shocked listening to this. To be I honest. didn't realize. I kind of just, my husband, Brad and I were like, what are we waiting for? You've had kind of a rough get off, getting off birth control pill. You've not been yourself. Let Maybe this is going to take longer than we think. And it, it really did. So we were not careful from that point that I got off the pill in September to when I got pregnant the following year. And we it took a full year. It took a full year. And I think that maybe that's normal. I was obviously, I think come the, the summer, so about eight, nine months in, I was definitely getting frustrated. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my gosh, I just, you know, started panicking like, wow, is there something not right? You know, I've never, you know, I've I've missed the pills for years in advance and I've never not had any issues. I've never been pregnant before. So I was like, this is weird. Maybe I'm just not, it's not as easy for me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't stress too much because obviously- it's very normal to take a year to get pregnant, especially being on the pill so long. But in my mind, it was easy not to kind of, it's very easy. And I'm so lucky that I'm pregnant today because I understand how hard when you want something, there's, it's very, very hard. And there's so many people that struggle with so many different infertility issues. And I'm not one of those people. So I am very lucky. Don't feel like this is a sob story, but I do have to say there is a lot of pressure with the Mm -hmm. minute you do put that in your mind that, wow, you want to be pregnant. It is a little bit scary because you don't really realize that 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 kind of just, I think in, in your subconscious, it kind of embedded in me. And every month when I would get my period again, I was like, oh, darn it, I didn't get pregnant. But I didn't even realize that I wanted to be pregnant that bad. Do you know what I'm saying? It yeah. was just like the minute it kind of started. So I tell, I mean, my biggest piece of advice to a lot of friends now is like, don't say anything to anyone and don't, it's almost like don't put it in your mind so much because when you do, you do obsess about it. Yeah. It's hard not to. Isn't it crazy how like, I feel like our whole lives and like in our 20s, you're you're so scared of getting pregnant, you know? And Uh then like when you want it, it's like not as... I always thought like, oh my God, if I don't like wear a condom and like pull out, you're going to get pregnant. And then like you try and it's actually a lot harder than you think. I mean, there's very few days in the month that you can actually get pregnant, right? Yeah. You you only ovulate a few days in the month. And I was never Not to say like anybody listening, like don't like... Yeah, Yeah, be be careful, obviously. Well, that's why I I mean, you know, you just... you You don't really know and everybody's body is so different. So I think, you know, after a few months and it was taking a little longer, I'm like, okay, I, 
I did start putting a little pressure. My mom started knowing about it. Then she started asking me and I definitely got to, you know, feel a little bit of pressure. And I did actually finally go to an OBGYN and she said, listen, it's not been a full year. It's almost been a full year. She goes, what? And I was going on a vacation the next month. And she goes, you need to take all pressure off this, whatever you've put in your mind, let it all go. She goes, you just need to go have fun. And A, it's hard to keep sexually active all the time when you're busy and you have jobs. My husband works all the time. There's only a few days in the month. It's like a lot of pressure, you know, to get to do all this. And so she was like, my best piece of advice is go on a vacation. And let me tell you guys, it worked. My (laughs) biggest piece of advice is go on a vacation, eat and drink whatever you want and have sex every night and you'll get pregnant. <laughs> but you have to be gone long enough to do your your cycle so that you are ovulating when you are gone and your chances of getting pregnant are much higher. Oh, wait, did you plan your trip around your cycle? No, it actually worked out perfectly because we went for a long enough time. We went for two and a half weeks oh, and it was it was perfect. That's so funny. Yeah, it was perfect. I want to do that. And I mean, not even to get pregnant. That yeah. just like sounds fun. Yeah. You can like bang the whole time. Yes. <laughs> I know it's crazy because I mean, like you were saying, I think, and I've heard that, like, you have to give it a full year. After um, the pill. And then, oh, that was what I was going to ask you. Um, did they say that? Like, I don't know if your doctor told you that. No, like, to get because off. my older sister got off the pill and got pregnant the next month. So that's a oh, thing. It's so different for everybody. That's wild. I, I think it's normal to say that it takes a little bit, but no one ever, you know, warned me. I didn't really go to a doctor before I wanted to get pregnant. I just got off the pill and said, okay, let's see what happens. You did it the old fashioned yeah. way. <laughs> um, it's crazy because I know like our friends um, like from New York, like obviously like aren't at this level yet. I mean, like we're still like being idiots, <laughs> but would you say like your friends that you kind of grew up with are like kind of all getting to this stage that they're starting to get pregnant on purpose? Yes. Okay. So obviously New York City living there, very different lifestyle than what I do now that I live in California. And thankfully being in California, I do have some more friends, you know, really good college girlfriends that are pregnant, married, or already had a baby or trying to get pregnant. More in the similar, San Diego is not as fun as New York City, okay? You can't really like live it up and be, so you definitely slow down a little bit. And I think that's definitely helped, you know, me moving here and starting a business and I, hey, I'm just getting older. That's it, right? I'm in my 30s now. It's not it's so, but it is different when you know all of your best girlfriends are nowhere near this stage. You do kind of feel a little bit alone, especially a, I'm very close to my twin sister and she is not at that stage. And I can tell you that I was most nervous to call her and tell her because I think she kind of wanted, she keep always talking to me about, can you just wait a little bit? Can you just wait a little bit? <laughs> yeah. You're not having babies yet, right? You're not having babies yet. And it was like, well, I'm kind of at that point, Lauren. How many more years am I going to be, you know, not have a baby? You know, we're yeah. kind of ready for that. And I really, everyone knows me. I love children and I've loved babies my whole life. I, I wanted, I started wanting five. I'm down to two or three now. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys come from a huge family. Yes. It's called the work the circus. circus. Oh, yeah. My, I'm one of eight and my mom had six. <laughs> and, you know, I you love You guys babies. need your own reality show. We really do. Immediately. I don't know that they would be able to handle it. My mom's quite the character. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dina's the best. Yeah, she is. So great. It's wild though. And I mean, it, I feel like it's, it's fun when you have other people going, going through the same thing that you are, you know, and, and but you, even in your group of friends, like that are kind of all starting to try. I mean, I've heard, you've told me before, like some are having more trouble than yeah. others. So I definitely say, you know, my sister had a baby a year before me. I, I've, I've definitely, I'm pregnant right now, but I've definitely not felt like I would have loved to have been doing this with somebody who's also pregnant at the same time. I have some friends that already have babies. I've kind of have been a little bit alone. And it's also changed the dynamic with me and my twin sister because she doesn't know what I'm going through. Like, you know. Mm, Yeah, you guys have like always had like the same everything. Yeah. Yeah. And here I am. I'm gaining weight by the day. She's at the gym losing, you know, working out and like wearing crop tops. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, okay, I got to go to like pee in the pod maternity to get some, you know, leggings because I'm gaining, you know. So it's been a little bit hard. I have to say like my next go around, I would love to have more girlfriends at the same time being pregnant because as much as my husband has been amazing and he has, it's hard. Like it is a very, you do kind of, there are days when you're like, oh my gosh, I feel very... Like, I'm very nervous and unsure what's going on. And I have so many people I can lean on, but it'd be nice to just go through somebody more daily, on daily activities, mm-hmm. daily things, workouts. I mean, oh my gosh, so much has changed. It's not, nothing, nothing is the same. It's so And wild. I know that they say that nothing's the same when you have a baby, but nothing's been the same since being pregnant. And it's, it's really like, 
there's no turning back. So it's like a little bit scary sometimes at night. You can kind of work yourself up. I, I probably worked myself up one too many times. But Yeah, you worked yourself up that uh, you got shingles. <laughs> Not something I'm proud to admit, but wow. I mean, I, I go to a doc. I have an OBGYN who's been in practice for 23 years and I'm her first patient to have shingles. But it's insane. What's been so amazing about social media and having, you know, I posted about it because I wanted to be real and raw about how intense this has been for me. And wow, I got so many messages from people that were pregnant that had this same experience. And it was so much more reassuring. Like, did I do that? I mean, feeling a little guilty, like I let myself kind of get too run down. I took on too much with work and stress and I got sick and then it kind of turned into shingles. And it's been a big wake up call about, wow, you really, you know, pregnancy, I'm growing a human. I don't think people realize like how delicate that is. And I don't even, I think I was taking it for granted. Yeah. I don't think I was taking it as seriously as I should. And I think it was a wake up call for me. Like I need to slow down. You can't be doing the same intensity of level of just daily activity that you're used to. I'm super high energy, super type A. I don't say no to much. And it was a big wake up call for me to really slow down and just try to cherish being pregnant. Like this is a really special time and it goes by so quick. I feel like it was yesterday that I told the girls I was four weeks pregnant and I'm 31 weeks pregnant. It's so crazy. I haven't seen you since Vegas and I'm like looking at you and you're like, like, you have a fucking baby in there. And it's it's, even some days to me, it's, it's, is it weird to admit that sometimes I'm still in shock? I'm still in shock that I'm pregnant, but there's been so much that I've like already changed perspective and I can only imagine how much is going to change when I have the baby, but there's also things that I don't want to change either. Like I still want to be a mom. I still want to be, although I'm going to be a mom, I still want to be able to go out with my single girlfriends and have fun. I I just hope I don't lose a lot of those things because I know everyone says everything changes, but there's so many things about my old life that I don't want to have changed. I, you know, so I, I think, you know, you just got to figure out what that balance is going to be. So I, that, I need all my girlfriends and yeah. people like you to like still keep me you know, like, oh, girl, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, dragging oh you my out, gosh, I'm already scared you like for the first not. time I have a hangover. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. That's kind of cool though. Cause like you're saying, you know, it's kind of weird, like when you're going through it and no one else is, yeah. but like, it's nice that you have like a community online. Like you were saying, like when you went through shingles, like so many people were reaching out to you. I feel like that's like, it's kind of, it's almost like one of the nice things about social media. Oh, I have to say, I, I've always had a love hate relationship, with social media. Yeah. Lauren, my sister is so much better at it. She loves it. She's so amazing at it. And I am always, I post here and there, but I'm really not that great. And since being pregnant, I've been much more involved and open. And I just say it's been the most positive community. I can't even tell you how, when I posted about shingles, how uplifted I felt and how I, it was like, oh my gosh, this is like the most, I'm getting all these positive vibes and loves for, for, for a baby and for me from people that don't really know me, but they know a part of me. And yeah. it was like, this is amazing. So, so I am good. like very, and it's made me now, I'm like, I now I want to share more. I can't wait for when the baby comes. I can't wait to share this with everyone because it's been, it's been totally changed my whole perspective about like how amazing these online communities really can be. Yeah. And if they all were amazing and positive, it would be so incredible. And it has been like, I've learned so much. I've got so many tips. It's been so amazing. Yeah. I can't, I mean, obviously I, I can't totally relate, but when I got a dog, like other dog moms were like teaching me things and I was like, this is awesome. No, it's awesome. <laughs> you don't realize like, and people write you and you're like, wow, you just took out 10 minutes of your day to write me the most amazing That's piece so of nice. advice. It's so nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So I kind of want to jump into like asking you some like weird shit about pregnancy because like as a female and like you were even saying, you're like, we think we know and like you hear so many things, but like, I feel like there's a lot of fucking like crazy weird things that happen. Yeah. Um, what would you say is like something that surprised you about pregnancy? Like something that nobody prepared you for. I think the biggest thing that no one prepared me for is that you are literally not in control of your body whatsoever. And I think as women, we all take pride in what we look like. We look in the mirror, we we work out, we do things, we eat healthy, we do all these things. And when you're pregnant, you don't have a say. <laughs> so it it has been a hard and not, and I am not like a perfect, I don't, I've never been like, oh, I'm going to be perfect, but it's very hard every morning when you look in the mirror and you don't, feel like you look like yourself at all, like at all. It has been a very hard and you're very, it's hard to not be hard on yourself. Yeah. And I was going to ask about that. It has been very hard. I mean, you're gaining weight, right? And that's very normal. And it's very healthy to gain weight. Of course, I want to be gaining weight, 
but you look in the mirror, especially in the beginning when you don't have a bump and you're, you're kind, your whole body's preparing itself for this baby and you're, it's making room, you don't look like yourself. I think finally, once you get a little round bump, you feel a lot better. But mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that no one prepared me for was that you are not in control and that, you know, you need to be much, much nicer to yourself. And I was not in the beginning. Mm. I was very, not that I was negative because I'm not, but I was, I was very hard on myself. I never felt pretty. I felt like I would, I, it was just like, and not, and I I usually always care about my outfits and I care about my hair and I would do, I would get ready every day. And it's like, you, I kind of gave up a little bit. Mm. I'm getting since the shingles, I have told myself I'm getting it back. I have gone to the mall and just bought pregnancy clothes and just said, I'm going to take better. Like, there's no reason I shouldn't be taking really great care of myself and just be like my old self, even if it's just different. Right. It makes you feel so much better. And I didn't do that in the beginning because I kind of was like, oh, I don't want to buy pregnancy clothes. I don't look like myself. I just, and you don't feel like yourself. Right. So my biggest thing is like, had, had I had this wake up call a little earlier, maybe I would have been a little bit nicer to myself and mm. been a little bit more not look in the mirror so much and criticize and just be more in awe of how amazing this is. Yeah. And how incredible it is to be doing this and to let it all go. Yeah. What's like the best part about being pregnant? That honestly, you the you think of anything like kind of wrong in your day and then you realize you have a human growing inside of you and you get this like bubbly. <laughs> I can't even smell it. Even my husband does too. It's like you you're smiling from the inside a lot. And you don't realize it. You're like, you just, you you just, you think of anything negative or anything bad in your day. And then all of a sudden you kind of look down and you realize there's somebody inside of you that wants, that you want to give the best life. You're just, it changes your whole mood. And so it makes wild. you so happy. It's a very, it's like a, it's a little, as much as it's been hard, it's definitely this, at the end of the day, you have this amazing little happy pill that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to sleep with another human inside of me. This is like the coolest, most amazing miracle ever. It's so wild. It is. Do you like already feel connected to your baby or like not yet? Yeah. In the beginning, I I have an anterior placenta. And so what that means is my placenta attached to the front of my stomach and my uterus. So I don't, I didn't feel his kicks for a really long time. And at first I was like, Oh my gosh, it's it's a baby there, but it's a stranger. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he looks like. You know, it's hard. But the minute he started really, I could start feeling bigger. Like the last, I would say last like six weeks, I really started to feel his movement and his kicks. And I definitely feel connected, but it's still weird. I have no, you, you so many thoughts go through your head. Like, what's he going to look like? Who's he going to be like? Is he going to be like me? Or I hope he takes <laughs> some things of me, but not a lot of things of me. And we've had a hard time with names. We're just really struggling. We're giving someone a name for their life. Like, it's a big deal, yeah. you know? And I love unique names, but I don't want something too unique. But then I don't want something so basic either that everyone has. Yeah. Have you been keeping a list? A little list, but I I don't know. I mean, my name is basic. I'm Ashley. Like, you know, like <laughs> my husband's Brad. And like, these are like lame, boring names. I don't want something so unique, though, where he'll hate me for it the rest yeah. of his life. I've seen, I mean, like, that's kind of like trending now. Yeah. I've seen some like crazy names. I'm like, dude. No, I'm not doing that to my kid. <laughs> yeah. I don't want him like, you know, or spelling weird and no one spells his name right. I'm a twin, so I've been called the wrong name my whole life. Mm. But it's been an easy name to be, you know, it's, it's not like a hard name to pronounce. No one gets it wrong. So I don't want to do that to him either. Yeah. That's so funny. I, I have a secret baby list name. You do? So I was never I was never that girl. Oh, I've really? Never had, I never had my wedding planned. I never thought about... I always thought I was going to have kids, but I never had names. I probably should have because maybe I would have had something stick. I've been like keeping it and like every time I hear a cool name, I'm like, that's going on the list. But the last... The good piece of advice that I've received from a few different people is don't pick the name before you see him. Like seeing him might change mm. how you feel. So have two or three names and the minute that you see his face, then you'll know. So I'm, I think that's our plan. We got to just narrow down to two or three names and then once he's born, we'll have a name. So wild. What's been like the weirdest thing like with your body? Like, have you noticed like, do you get like weird? Like, I don't know. Um, I think, yeah, y- your body is definitely very, very weird. Um, besides gaining, <laughs> besides gaining weight. Have you like farted in front of Brad? Oh, just, like- I have to say, let's just put it this way. I was never that girl. I don't, I don't burp. I'm not a burper at all. I don't let pass gas. I don't do any of that. But let me tell you, being pregnant, like I said, you, you are not in control and the hormones <laughs> change everything. Okay. So it's known that your hormones like slow down the digestion in your stomach. So I have definitely passed gas and farted way more than I've never done this before. And being pregnant, 
out the window, done. Just like let it all um, go. Oh, like let it all go. I mean, I, I'm like bad. almost excited for that. No, like your 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 body is not the same. I definitely have to say, like now that I have this bump, I've even asked Brad, like, do you want to help me shave? Like I can't <laughs> shave down there, you guys. My ne- I'm going. I need to go to get laser after this so that I never my next pregnancy because I'm to the point where like I could hardly shave myself, even my legs. But even down there, oh, it's very that's hard. True. But it's hard to bend over. I've gotten skin tags, which I think is normal. I've gotten some weird blood vessels on my face, like little blood vessel things that I've had to um, put some cream on. It's just everything changes. It's weird. Little things, and it's like, oh, that's due to hormones. Like, I went and got my eyebrows tinted, and they did it, the next day it was completely gone. And she's like, oh, that's pregnancy hormones. Oh, that's wild. There's so many little things, and everyone's affected so differently. I think the biggest things that, you know, really, I think, too, being with, like, my husband— it's weird. I have this other person here and not to like get creepy or weird, but like even intimacy has been very different for us. Oh, I'm sure. Um, A, you're not in the mood that much. And and when I have been in the mood, because there are spikes in your hormones that you are definitely in the mood, it's hard not to think that there's somebody in there. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. Like I'm telling you this, Sarah, very openly. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I have to tell myself before, like, don't think about it because it, it will ruin the whole thing. It, yeah. Is Brad having a hard time? Yeah, he's not had a hard time. Yeah. Most recently, though, he's like, okay, your belly is definitely a little bit in the way. Like, we've had to figure out some new ways yeah, of doing gotta things. Get creative. Yeah, get creative. <laughs> yeah. But for me, as the woman, I don't know why. I, I guess because I'm already, as a mom, I'm already thinking about there's, especially now I'm getting so much bigger. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely slowing down. That's definitely not happening much anyways anymore. But it's hard not to think about it. I mean, there's a person in there. Yeah. Uh, like literally literally (laughs) then they're trying to put something else in there too (laughs) i'm sure you know it's not i'm not the only one that struggles with that no that's like a thing that was also in uh like for what was that um knocked up yeah i mean it's definitely it's definitely but i have to say it's changed our relationship like for the better i i feel i wanted to get into that i feel so like i think the a, when I found out I was pregnant, obviously Brad was here. I was upstairs. I took a pregnancy test. I mean, he ran upstairs and you you should have seen the smile. I've, I ha- I wish I had recorded it. I At that point, I was so in shock that I was honestly pregnant because I didn't think it would happen for us. And I wish I could have shown you the smile on his face. It was like he ran up the stairs so fast and we were both in shock. And he's, honestly, he's been just as excited every day, every day since. He has been... So cute. And he has been so... At first, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to be... And he has been so supportive. I have definitely been pretty, I was very easy. I've been pretty easy in the beginning. It's only until recently that I got the shingles and things started getting a little harder. But he has been so amazing to me, Sarah. Like I I love my husband, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a whole other level. And the baby hasn't even come, but he has been so helpful. And he has just done so many things for me that I'm like, he's picked up his slack, my slack. It's been crazy. He comes to my store and helps me on the weekends so that I can stay home and rest. He's just done so much more Uh, than I ever even thought. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope he keeps this up when the baby comes, which I think he will. And I can only imagine like how much more I'll probably really like feel so in love with him and so much more connected. I think he feels the same way to me, even though I've probably been like this hormonal bitch sometimes. I think he knows like it's so, he looks at me and he's like, oh my gosh, like you have a baby. You're carrying my baby. It's really, really cute. I I, have like a whole new appreciation. Oh my gosh, a whole new appreciation. And we both feel so, I think we're both just so excited that like, although we have stressful days and there's always so much going on, this is so exciting. Yeah. I, I that like makes me excited to pretend you know get pregnant down the line. You but I've heard that like I feel like in every stage of life, like when so even when you get engaged or like oh, when you get married, like you it brings so your, it brings you to another level, and then this is like is. a whole this other is. level. This does remind me when we first. This reminds me of when we first got married, and like we were on cloud nine, like oh. we and. It's the best feeling. And that lasts for like a few months. But now, but with this baby, it hasn't gone away because this is, it's it's still this reminder every single day for almost 10 months, right? I'm still every week, it's every day. So it's almost like even further and better than what it was like getting married and getting engaged. That's so cute. But you definitely become so much closer. This is, this is at least for me. And it's been a very special time. Yeah, that's great. And it makes like the harder parts worth it. Definitely. There's that picture of you guys like at the gender reveal. 
in Brad's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's so. I think it's more that he's getting a boy. He was so excited. I almost want to like post it in no, the show, show notes. Please, can you just zoom in on his face? Yeah, please, it's just, incredible. I it, I loved it. And, I saw the photo and it like brought so much joy to my life. Honestly, we didn't really even think about boy or girl, but clearly Brad was excited. It's a boy. Yeah, he you know was the, this. Just post his face. It's it says so it all. It's so good. Okay, so like this is all we've talked about, like the pregnancy side. Um, when you actually think about like giving birth and then like having the baby and like being a full fledged mom, like are you nervous? Oh, I I think that's been my partly why I got shingles. I'm very nervous because I think as women, right? I own my own business. I'm I'm not I'm not. I don't just get to stop working. I don't, I put a lot of mental thought of how am I going to do it all? How am I going to be a mom and be present and be a business owner, be present and be a wife? And how am I going to have time to look good and feel good and do launch? It's a lot of mental thoughts. And I know maybe I'm a little bit more, you know, a little bit OCD on a lot of things, but it's been very, I think, nerve wracking for me. I think I've had definitely even this last couple of weeks, my anxiety level, which is something obviously I'm trying to cope with. I'm taking a few different like online courses for like pregnancy stress and things, but it's definitely been at the height. And I think for Brad, he doesn't really feel it because Mm. he's not carrying this baby. Right. So like at night is when I really get a little bit wound up, I'll lay in bed and I cannot relax. I have not been sleeping that well, which it's hard to sleep as it is because there's a human moving inside of you. But mentally, I'm just, it's its very, very scary, you know? And I know I'm not the first to do this. I'm yeah. going to be able to do this. I'm, I know I'm being dramatic. It sounds dramatic. But when it's your first time, you're, it's just very, so very unknown. Everything's unknown. Yeah. Right? Everything's unknown. I mean, we took our hospital tour yesterday and I definitely... I, I was holding my purse. It was kind of heavy in the water. And I, she, the lady was talking about, you know, giving birth. We were in the, we were in a sample room, et cetera. And I got like a little flushed and was like, Brad, can you hold my, like, I got a little like nauseous a little bit. Like, it's just scary. You know, there's just, it's, yeah. it's almost like I know I need to cherish this baby being in my womb right now in my stomach because when he comes out, it's, it's over from there, you she know, gets real. <laughs> it's real. So I need to be a little bit more like happy. He's safe and sound in there right now. And I need to enjoy these next few weeks because it is scary. And I know I'm going to figure it out, but I, I put so much pressure. I, everything I do, I, I like to do like 110. I, I'm very hard on myself as you are too. Mm-hmm. Like we're just those personalities where it's never good enough. And so for me, I think thinking about being a mom, I'm like, I want to be able to, how am I going to be a full-time mom and be a full-time, you know, wife? And a, how am I going to do all of these things? Is never enough time in the day. I know there's not, I'm going to figure it out. But the mental part of all of that has definitely, has definitely put me over the edge a few times. I'm trying to keep it more in check um, recently, but yeah, there's so many thoughts in your head. I mean, just the littlest things trigger this like mountain of emotions. You're like, oh my gosh. And you kind of can't control your emotions as it is. Yeah. Because the hormones are there. That's true. Well, that's what's I think kind of interesting about like being at this phase now is when we were younger and like you saw, you know, moms or you saw like people being pregnant, you just kind of thought so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you thought like they had it all All figured out. out. But like we're at that stage now. It's like life doesn't, you're not that much different, you know, as a person. And it's just like, you have to fucking like. No, that's exactly. It's so funny you say that because I'm like, I follow all these mommy bloggers and I've seen all these. My mom has been an amazing mom. And I'm like, oh my God, you think it's so easy and that they have it all together. Right. And you see all this stuff and you're like, oh my God, they did it. And then you think to yourself like, how when this happened now I'm in this stage. I'm like, how do they do it? How do they do it all? How do they look good? How do they? Yeah. And it's so, it's crazy. And I think, I think you're, I think you just the thought of it all, but that you just figure it out. There's no plan. You can't, yep. I'm trying not to go into anything. I'm trying to go with no labor plan in mind, no specific labor plan, obviously. I'm trying to go with it just that I can't control any of it. And I just positive thoughts, like thoughts become things. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, I just try to talk myself off a ledge, but it's hard not to because it is so unknown and it is scary and and everyone's so different too, you know? Yeah. Well, just think like, we'll be looking at you, yeah. you know, as like our guinea pig and yeah. like, I'll be- And then I'll be having to talk you guys all off like this. <laughs> I know, yeah. but I'll be like, Ashley, don't worry, I'll, I'll be able be- to do it. <laughs> you so will. Funny. It just feels like yesterday. I mean, like we were just like crushing late night pizza, pizza. and like now we're talking oh my God, babies, you know? Crazy. It's real. Shit uh, is real. It's very real. Ash, thank you so much for coming on today and telling us all about like the real shit about I, being pregnant. I can't wait for when you will be pregnant at some point and, you know, Girl. 
a long, long while to wait. <laughs> we're a few steps, but we might have to speed those up a little bit. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, thanks, Ash. And when's your due date? My due date's end of May. So Memorial Day. Let's hope I have a Memorial Day weekend. I think those are... My brother is a Memorial Day baby, and Dylan, you know Dylan. Yeah. He's a great guy. So, oh my and gosh. I have another brother who's in May, too. So, hopefully, so maybe. Well, I'll be sending you positive vibes. Thank you so much. So much fun talking to you. Yes. Stick around, and we will be right back with our expert of the week. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Let me fill you in on a little secret called Anchor. Anchor is the platform I've been using. It is so easy. It's free to use. And it has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. You can record and edit directly into the app. And they'll even distribute your podcast for you everywhere that podcasts are listened to. So Spotify, Apple, um, just pretty much anywhere you can think that you would want to distribute your podcast, they'll hook you up. Um, they even make it easy to make money from your podcast by offering up different partnership opportunities, and you can track all of that good stuff within the app. So if you've ever thought about making your own, now is the time to do it. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's the Anchor app or anchor.fm to start your own podcast today. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I am joined now by our expert of the week. We have Andrea Sirtash. She is a relationship expert and founder of PregnantIsh.com. What is PregnantIsh.com? <laughs> PregnantIsh is actually the first media site, so the first non-medical site dedicated to helping singles, couples, LGBT navigate uh, the wacky world of getting pregnant with help. Interesting. Okay. Then you are definitely the right person to talk to you for our big kid problem of the week, which is my friends are getting pregnant on purpose, which is kind of a weird time, um, I think in, in people's lives, especially like, um, for me as a female, like being like, you know, just turned 30 this year, you start to see your friends are getting pregnant and then you, you might not necessarily want that for yourself right away. But, you know, I feel like there's like a lot of statistics out there that tell you your eggs are like drying up and going away. Like, what, what are the real, like, give me some, like, info info about, like, fertility and, like, sure. age. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say age doesn't matter because we're born with a lot of eggs and then through, through time, obviously, it declines. And every year, especially after 34, it really declines. That said, um, I'm very passionate about sharing the reality of infertility, that infertility is recognized by the CDC and the World Health Organization as a disease. So a number of people we've interviewed at Pregnantish, even in their mid-20s, late-20s, had fertility issues. So it's not always age-related, and that's an important thing for me to share as well. Mm, Yeah, for sure. With that, so I mean, when you talk about infertility being a disease, it, it sounds like it's treatable. In some cases, it's treatable. In some cases, it isn't. So in my case, I was diagnosed with endometriosis at 14, and a doctor said I'd have fertility issues later, and it was in one ear and out the other because, you know, 14 years old, last thing I'm thinking about is getting pregnant. Right. When I got married to my husband, the first thing I said to him was it might take us a year to get pregnant, which is comical because we just had a baby um, two and a half months ago after almost eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, treatable-ish. It depends how far you're willing to go. I personally did 18 fertility treatments, which is ridiculous. I call myself an ovary achiever because I just kept (laughs) kept doing it. Um, But that's because uh, the doctors kept telling me my embryos look beautiful. And what we didn't realize is, yeah, my aches were okay. My embryos were okay. My body was rejecting healthy embryos. So once we made that discovery two years ago, genetically tested our embryos, the doctor said, if you want to meet your baby, stop using your body and find a gestational carrier, which is a surrogate to carry my own egg and my husband's sperm, our embryo, right. but to carry it uh, to term because I had also gone through pregnancy losses and challenges. Oof. And I'm sure that's um, like a whole other... Oh, it's terrible. We could do a, a many <laughs> episodes on that. It's terrible and sadly very common. But when you're going through fertility treatments for so long... Um, it's also very uh, emotionally, but also financially taxing. So I'm very lucky right now. But, you know, I if I jumped off five years ago, I, did, I went for a very long time before I met my baby. So it really depends when you're going through infertility, how far you're willing to go with what you explore and what you try and the treatment you do. Yeah. 
So, I mean, we're talking about, like, you know, you you see your friends getting pregnant and you start to maybe wonder, like, what your timeline's like. And I know you mentioned that 34 is kind of the drop-off. So, you know, some of, you know, I'm sure my, a lot of my listeners are, you know, are single, maybe not in a relationship or maybe in the beginning stages of a relationship where they're, you know, not sure if they'll be at that place around 34. When do you think it's time to, like, start looking into other options? That's a good question. And, I mean... I think it has to be based on your comfort and what your gut is telling you to do, not what other people are telling you, quote unquote, should do. But if you know you want to be a parent ahead of mother, let's say we're, you know, addressing women in this case, um, because I do want to say over 30% is male factor infertility. So it's not always on the woman. Mm -hmm. But for women listening, um, I think it's really good to be proactive and just check, um, you know, ask your OBGYN for referrals so you can just get a bit of a workup done at a clinic and you just check your FSH levels and different levels that won't mean anything to you now, different acronyms if you haven't been through the process, but essentially checking um, your egg supply. It doesn't give you full data. We don't know the quality of your eggs, but you'll know kind of generally what's happening. They can do an ultrasound to see that your tubes are open. In my case, we were trying for years and I had a blocked tube with a fibroid tumor and I didn't know it. So I, you know, I do think it's good to be proactive if you want to be a parent ahead. Yeah. That's interesting. So you can get that through your regular OBGYN? Yeah. You can get um, a referral to a fertility doctor and reproductive endocrinologist to do some of those tests. There's also at-home fertility tests. Some people say don't give you as full a picture, but they can give you some some information that's better than nothing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I, I mean, I'll just use myself as the example here. Like I'm 30 and my friends are getting pregnant and I, I, I'm not ready yet. Like, I don't think I'm ready yet. And, um, but I do know that I want that like eventually. And I once asked an OBGYN, you know, like what, 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 what does this look like for me? Like, when should I really like start getting serious about it? And she gave me like the most infuriating answer. She was like, when you're ready. It's like, that's not like, helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I kind of like, like that you're saying, you know, 34, there really is a drop off. So do you ever, I'm guilty of this. Do you ever like plan, like, would you say it's uh, okay to like start planning your life kind of in reverse a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, so much changes. Life's so dynamic. So there's so much we can't control, but I, knowledge is power. We know that. Mm -hmm. So why not check things out? I mean, I wouldn't like hang up and make an appointment today. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be that immediate. And even 34, you probably look okay. If you don't have clinical infertility, you're probably fine, but why not just get the information and, and just know what's happening in your body? I mean, I knew I had endometriosis as a teenager. What I didn't know is I had fibroid tumors as an adult. I wish I kind of checked in yeah. a little sooner because we were trying without realizing I physically couldn't get pregnant. So yeah. I think it's good to check it out. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, same thing, like you're on that time clock. You want to, you know, know sooner than later. Yeah. I want to ask you about egg freezing. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, when do you think is the right... You know, if you like, what do you think would be a good case to like maybe start thinking about that? If you are, you know, the classic profile of the egg freezer, and it's not always true, but sometimes it's true, is the busy career woman, single, not really thinking of being a parent anytime soon and trying to, you know, put some eggs away for <laughs> later. So many companies, Fortune 50 companies, are providing benefits like Uber and Amazon and all oh, of I these. Didn't know that. Oh yeah. Like That's pretty cool. huge but freeze your eggs on us and keep working your butt off here because That's a we nice are perk. Yeah, it's a pretty nice perk. So more and more companies are doing that. I think the egg freezing, while it's not a perfect science yet, you can look up statistics. And even on Pregnantish, we have an article how many eggs to freeze. So you should all Google that because <laughs> I don't remember it off offhand, but Essentially, it gives you by age the number you're really targeting to freeze if you're trying to freeze. Because in one cycle, like one of our writers at Pregnantish, and we profiled her named Co, she was, I think, 32 when she froze her eggs, and she had way fewer than she expected. Really? Um, So she's going to do it again. So you just don't know what's happening with your fertility all the time until you're literally going through uh, testing and treatment. And then like, 
I had a friend that went through this and when she was telling me about egg freezing, I feel like there are so many things that I like didn't know. What is like the process like? Well, it's similar to IVF, if you know anything, and I'll explain what that yeah. is. Um, but it's the first part of IVF, essentially. So what it what it means is that doctors are prescribing you drugs to unnaturally pump your body up with follicles. Like the, the idea is usually when you just have sex and get pregnant, it's one egg meets a sperm. And if you have twins, obviously it splits, but, and you make a baby. But with some um, IVF or egg freezing, you're doing all these shots or meds, hormones essentially, to call out all the eggs to play. And then the idea is that they will retrieve them usually uh, two to three weeks later after you're on the hormones. Um, there's a, a high number of eggs. So you're uncomfortable. Your your body feels bloated oftentimes. Uh, you might have major hormonal um, response, like it's PMS on steroids. Yeah, I heard that. Um, you're, why I call it pregnant-ish is because fertility treatments make you feel a little bit pregnant. Mm. So oh, the hormones are the same. <laughs> so it's, it, yeah. So basically- So you've been pregnant-ish 18 oh, times. 18 times. And, <laughs> and I've done more, yeah, I can't even tell you the number of shots I've done in my belly and backside. Tell me more about um, like the the symptoms because I- there's like some crazy ones, right? Well, you know, people respond differently because literally everybody is different. So yeah. I I was lucky in that I was able to do so many treatments without turning into a completely different person. Yeah. But I do know I've definitely interviewed women who said like, I lost my mind. I couldn't see straight. I think I cried more than usual <laughs> at commercials or like silly things, but I don't, I don't feel like I was raging at anybody or the nurses, but emotionally, some people have a very, you know, kind of intense response. Physically, I think it's it's demanding, and mm. this is an intentional pun, labor intensive, because <laughs> um, you're you're you know you're doing nightly shots sometimes in your belly. It starts to swell. Your belly swells. Um, the shots aren't fun. They can sting a bit. So you need ice packs everywhere. And then, you know, after the eggs are retrieved, you might be constipated and super uncomfortable. And I mean, it's a procedure. It's not heavy medical, you know, it's not heavy surgery, but it's still a a medical procedure. What's the actual retrieving like? The retrieving is they usually put you under anesthesia. So what's interesting is I've done it so many times, but twice I was awake for it, oh, which wow. we could talk about another time. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm going to just try it doing energy work, which is- Would you um, recommend that? You know what? What's funny? The the egg that became my daughter was during one of those energy <laughs> retrievals. But that's I don't cool think that you that's know, why. Like, which egg? I do. Somewhere. I know exactly when she was retrieved, which is a wild thing. And we, she's two and a half months now, and everyone says she looks older. And I joke that's because she's three years old because <laughs> it was retrieved in April 2016. That's so funny. Um, but we were looking for a carrier for so long. Yeah, but 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 the retrieval itself, it, you're under. You don't really remember it. Um, they give you, you know, like a juice box after and you have a friend or family member, or loved one pick you up and you probably could get back to work a day or two later. It's not, it's not heavy uh, procedure. The thing that people don't expect is the, even the emotional aftermath of it because oh. you're investing so much, sometimes money and time and hopes and dreams. And then you're waiting with bated breath for the results of what you've put, you know, sometimes a month or even more into, or your savings into. So it, it's emotionally, physically, financially a, a big process, yeah. even relationally a big process. I can because, imagine. So it just affects you in every way. And um, yeah, it's, but, but it's not as having done it so many times, I can say that it's, it's also not a horror show. It's, you know, there are so many ways to cope. And I have a lot of suggestions again, on pregnant of how to, um, what to do after retrieval, pre-retrieval, all of that. There's, there's resources. Oh, absolutely. Can, we're going to put that in the show notes for anybody who's like interested and wants to learn more about that. Cause I, I, that would probably take a, a whole other episode, but <laughs> I think that that's like really good information to look into. And even if you're thinking about it, just to know kind of what you're in for. Yeah. My biggest advice would also be whether it's egg freezing or IVF or any fertility treatment, find a month in your schedule that's not the craziest time of the year, uh -huh. just so you can kind of, you're going to be at the clinic for monitoring pretty often. 
because they want to see how everything's growing. So you're there, you know, sometimes every morning for blood work or ultrasound or every few days for weeks. So just clear, just look at your calendar and say, okay, this would be a good, good month to try it. Yeah. Is there something too, where like you have to pay? I know you mentioned the financial cost and I want to ask you a little bit about like, just kind of give us a ballpark of like what these treatments are like financial the financial burden. But then I also heard something like, don't you have to pay for like monthly for a clinic to keep your eggs frozen? You do. But I that, didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, and now there are boutique egg freezing clinics that are just focused on egg freezing and no other fertility tra- uh, treatments. And that also has pros and cons. But yeah, you always have to pay for egg or embryo freezing. It's not crazy expensive. You're like but paying still, rent. You're paying rent. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I my friend told me that, and I was like, I did not know that. Yeah, it's so bizarre too because I have a another embryo girl in the freezer right now from 2016 or no 2015. It's so hard to keep track, and I know exactly where she is in New York. And I was there recently to interview the doctor for pregnantness. So I wasn't there to visit her, but I was kind of like, hey, this is the lab where she's hanging out. Like it's it's so bizarre. And That's so crazy. I always say that pregnantness is a sci-fi network meets <laughs> meets the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. Wait, so like what does rent cost? It can be, it's not, I don't know for egg freezing, but I mean, I think it's anywhere. I'm giving you a big range because I don't know exactly. I think it's anywhere from a few hundred dollars to like 2000 a year. It's not. A year. Okay. Not like yeah, per month. No. Because that is like financially taxing, especially if you're like a single person who like, you know, wants to do it. I can see where that's, that's it's, Yeah, it is. I mean, I, and, and again, my, my range is might be off for some clinics. It might be less or more. I doubt it's more. They're very small. Storing <laughs> them, it's not like a, yeah. a big locker. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's all an investment in your in your future and your comfort with what steps you want to take. I I don't ever want to scare anyone into um and I always say this even with my relationship advice, like you know, whether you're single or wanting to be a mother, don't come from a place of fear. Um, come from a place of empowerment. What What do you need to know that will make your decision better and make you feel more comfortable? That's all. Mm-hmm. And that is like, that's one of those things that I feel like is just such a process, you know, like it's, that's an easy thing to say. And then, yeah. cause I'm somebody who like comes from scarcity and like my, I have like a Jewish mother who's yeah. like, you're third. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it is something I have to like work on. I have to like meditate. Totally. And like, yeah. you know, like just relax yeah. and think that like, it's going to happen. You just have to like be calm. But I think that for anybody listening, that's like a really good thing to point out. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been talking about what if you're on your own and want to do this, but I think it's interesting. We were chatting a little bit before we started recording when you're actually in a relationship and you want to start having these like fertility conversations. Like I'm in a long-term relationship, but we're not engaged. We're not married. So there's a lot of things that have to happen before we get there. Would you ever recommend like you know, finding out, you know, we we talked about testing your own fertility, but can you like have your guy tested? Oh, absolutely. Totally. How would you recommend having that combo? I think you, I think like if you're in a long-term relationship and you see future potential questions like kids or where you're going to live long-term or are you going to get married or not are, can be deal breakers. Like they're, they're really important questions. If you're both on the same page that you may have long-term potential and you may want to co-parent, you don't need to know it for sure, but like, Hey, this may be a possibility. Should we, should we, and you can make it a fun challenge. Like let's look into doing these tests. I mean, all these genetic tests now are really popular to find out our lineage and heritage. You know, everyone's doing these tests. Mm -hmm. So this is just another kind of cool way to get a window into your body and your history. I think it's a, I think it's a conversation just like, um, do you have student debt that couples should discuss? Yeah. Where do guys get tested for that? Do they have to go to a special doctor? They can go also to a fertility doctor. Um, They can ask their general doctor for a referral. There's also at-home male fertility testing, which we've written about also on our site. So my my advice is if you want to dip your toe in, maybe an at-home test is a good start. Yeah. Uh, Just know it's not giving you the full, full picture. 
Right. Yeah. But if something comes up on that, then you can kind of be like, okay, now we can go to a fertility thing. But I, yeah. I, I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to kind of hit you with one last question. Sure. And we could talk about this all day, but I oh, feel like yeah. this is a really good, I wanted to kind of just give like a general, you know, understanding of like what this all looks yes. like. And um, let's say you're trying to get pregnant and it's not happening. You've been there. <laughs> yes. 18 times. Yeah. Who's counting? Many, yeah. Like what are... What are the options? Yeah. Well, so first, um, it does matter if you're under 35 or over 35. So um, I think if you've been trying six months, uh, at least six months and you're under 35, you should just make an appointment with the doctor to check things out. With an OBGYN? OBGYN, yeah. Mm. And your regular doctor can also make that referral if you don't have one. Well, you should have one anyway. That's my PSA. <laughs> but um, if you're over 35 um, and you've been trying for a year, then you should check it out. Now, if you're like 40 and starting, I mean, I think you know at that I imagine if you're 40, you know fertility window is kind of maybe closing. Um, you probably want to check things out proactively, preemptively before you start trying for a year. Yeah, Oh, wait, I just thought of another question I wanted to ask you, because this is something my mom likes to scare me with. She talks about when you, if you do wait, if you, if you are older and you have like older Mm -hmm. eggs, or if you start going through fertility treatments, is there any risk of, um, the quality of like the egg or embryo, or can you have risks of like autism or things like that? No, there's no studies showing, and they've done the first IVF Start, um, happened over 40 years ago. So they have a lot of data now. Yeah. There's no correlation that's been published. And I also want to say there's no correlation between stress and getting pregnant. I mean, if you have no fertility issues, I'm sure stress can be a factor because you're not, you know, things aren't as open. But if you have clinical like PCOS, fibroid tumors, endometriosis, block tubes, no amount of relaxation hmm. is going to fix that. So yeah, I, but the good, the good news is that even though we're still on the early side of fertility treatments, there's enough data right now that we don't see a, a link. Good. And if you meet my daughter, <laughs> she's so cute. That's so um, amazing. Like yeah, after was, all of that, you have like a baby. You know? I have a baby and she was not only retrieved from my, you know, my egg and my husband's sperm, but then she was frozen and shipped around the country <laughs> for genetic testing. And I'll show you a picture after. She's just like, she's awesome. And so um, we, we don't know yet what the future holds, but... I, yeah, I know a lot of IVF babies. Every time I meet a kid named Ivy with a middle name F, I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Totally. I'm like, oh, you're IVF. I get it. That's cute. (laughs) That is hilarious. All right, Andrea, thank you so much for coming on. I think that that is really helpful just to even know what your options are. Um, If all your friends are getting pregnant around you, it can help take the stress away. So thank you so much. Um, If people want to find you, where can they find you? Well, they can find us at Pregnantish all over Instagram and Facebook and then Pregnantish Mag on Twitter. We have events around the country and we don't just focus on... You know, we we definitely cover a lot on egg freezing in every chapter of this process. So yeah, check us out. Awesome. Thank you so much. Damn, guys, that is a wrap on our My Friends Are Getting Pregnant On Purpose episode. We went in in this episode, and uh, I know we've talked about a lot of fun topics on this season, but I just think, especially as a female, this topic was a super important one to cover, and I took it seriously and wanted to make sure you guys got as much information and as many facts as I could cram in to this um, short episode. So what did you think? Did you learn anything? Did you like it? Do you have a friend that might want to listen to it? Um, I'd love to hear from you guys and definitely encourage you to rate and review on iTunes. It means so much to me as we try to get the show off the ground. I want to give a big thank you to our expert of the week, Andrea Sirtash, for answering all of my tough questions. She mentioned a few resources and articles, and I want to make sure to link everything in show notes and encourage you to check out her website, Pregnant Dish, for more info. Um, And of course, I want to give a huge 
huge thank you and just send so much love over to Ashley McTee, who is only a few short weeks from giving birth to a little boy. Ashley was so open and real with us about this journey. And I don't know about you guys, but even listening back to this, like I choked up a few times. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm so excited for her and Brad and I know they're going to make just incredible parents. And I'm usually a sarcastic person, but hearing how happy they are, like truly happy, my heart is just so full of love um, for them. And I'm so happy to see them so happy and just can't wait to meet this little precious nugget when he gets here. So let's all send them positive vibes and lots of love during this journey. And um, I'll be linking Ashley's social in show, in show notes. So, you know, you can send her some love and um, count down with all of us as we get ready to uh, welcome her newest edition. So thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, and I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Until then, see you next Tuesday. <laughs>